Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Fishing Report. And uh, today's show, we're going to talk to Captain Justin Leake over in Panama City Beach. How you doing, Captain Justin? Well, it's still May, the sun's still shining, and the gulf's still calm, so I'm doing good. Hey man, I've seen some really good pictures since we talked last from just all up and down the panhandle from everything from 40, 50 miles out to right yep. on the beach, and it is, it, it. I mean, it looks like a lake in some of them. Well, you know, I've kind of gone quiet on social media and that, uh, that usually means one thing. <laughs> it, me- it means fishing's so good. I don't want to show you. Yeah. And that's, I've, <laughs> I've wondered, I've wondered where you've been in some of that. And, and I, yeah. and we're getting close to the time of year when you stop posting. Cause there's just so many pictures of tarpon. And, yeah, and you don't no, wanna... I hadn't started that yet. Okay. So just making I have sure. I've seen a few, but I have officially not thrown at hooked or caught a tarpon yeah okay so um a little I, early. I, yep but everything else has just been so good that i cannot honestly I, I mean i will be excited when i hit that beach and start tarpon fishing but right now like i don't even i don't miss it i'm not even mad at them right now really because everything else is so good well yes that says a lot so (laughs) so what what are you finding like what's the best out of everything because i know it's all good i mean i i mean like i said we talk to everybody and it's that way i mean every offshore inshore near shore like it everything it's so what's the best right now in your opinion I'm going to have to say the reef fishing. Yeah. That's what Brad yeah. said about Pensacola. He said offshore, it's just, it's crazy oh, good. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and uh, all the way, I mean, really all the way in, in any structure in the Gulf right now, it has bait on it. It has multiple snapper species. It has, um, you know, just, just a lot of life. And yeah. um, with this clear water like this, the uh, there's a lot of wrecks that I pull up on right now. And I can see fish. I'm not chumming or anything. I can just see fish swimming around. Really? <clears throat> the surface temps are warmed up really nice where those fish want to be up there. Yeah. The, the the water temps hanging right about 80 degrees on the surface. And that's comfortable for a lot of these fish. Yeah. You know, there's times where the surface temp is so hot or the sur- surface temp is so cold that that bottom temp is going to be more consistent. And those fish are going to want to stay on the reef and stay near the bottom because that's their preferred water temperature. Right. Right now, when that when that water temp stays in the high 70s and low 80s, that's kind of prime time. That's what that fish is comfortable in. So a lot of these fish are suspended way up above structure. Okay. And, and, and they want to stay up near the surface. So that makes it fun for us. Cause I mean, yeah, I got a bunch of live baits and, and we'll sling some and, and catch everything that swims out there, but we can take a little rod with a, <clears throat> with a quarter ounce jig head that you would normally throw that speckled trout. Yeah. And just, just swim it around some of these, these big wrecks and, natural bottom and really any structure right now. Yeah. And, uh, and you just, it's crazy. The variety of stuff that you would catch today. I mean, we're catching mangrove snappers, which is one of the smartest fish that swims on artificials throwing like soft plastics, just swimming around. Cause these fish are just fired up. I mean, really? they just, yeah, a lot of these fish and I'll get into a little more of this in just that, but this, this full moon that we're just getting past yeah. is a big deal in May. Okay. And 
it's something that I take note of. Um, I look forward to it every year. And it's it's consistent in creating a lot of activity. So how does it do that? Because full moons tend to, I don't want to say do the opposite, but it's nighttime that's right. activity. Yeah, you know? and that's, yeah, we'll go ahead and dive into that because right. that's, uh, I agree. I mean, typically when I see a full moon, I, I don't get excited about it. Right. Um, it usually makes fish and game, for that matter, less active. But for every species they have certain times of year when they spawn whether yeah. it's the sheep's head or you know that that's highly noted or even redfish or whatever species it is they have a time of year when they spawn and they usually have certain stars that align that that let every fish in that species in that region know it's that time yeah well for a lot of your reef fish um definitely your snappers um the full moon in may is spawning time okay so i so what that means to me and i am not a biologist let me just say that <laughs> but i've observed this and i do like to you know i like to i love to catch fish and and you know change uh, trick wild game and uh let me get a shot off or something but right. I, as much as i love those things Knowing why that fish was there, knowing why that fish reacted and bit this time versus when he didn't, that's what really drives me. Like, yeah. I just, I love the game. I love the puzzle. And so let me, disclaimer, Justin Lee, <laughs> not a biologist, but this is what I believe. Okay. When these fish spawn, they are swimming a lot. They are coming. You got fish that will show up on a reef that I'm telling you, I don't think they were there. Um, just, you know, a few days ago or a yeah. week ago, yeah, they're covering a lot of ground. They're actively spawning, which I'm sure uses some, some energy. They're burning calories. Right. I think when those fish are actively spawning, they're burning so many calories that they are forced to try to replenish that. And I really think that's why the sheep said in the springtime, a sheep said is a finicky, hard to catch, just smart little fish. Until. And in the yes, <laughs> until they have to spawn <laughs> yep. in April, and all of a sudden that fish just becomes dumb for just a minute. Yep. Um, because they are, you know, those big red fish up at the bridge, man. In the fall, I really believe mid October, those fish have their their biggest spawning ritual, and that's when we see them. They get on these bait balls, and they just, um, they just go crazy. They frenzy on them, and they just kind of lose lose all caution and i yeah. think that's why so so our our snappers do that right now on the reefs and because of that yes it's a full moon and you would think it'd kind of kill the action a little bit but it kind of puts them in in double time and they are just i mean watching a, a big mature mangrove snapper to me that is the uh, I'll say one of, but probably the smartest fish that lives on our reefs in yeah. the Gulf of Mexico, a big, mature five pound mangrove snapper. It's just a smart fish. Yeah. You watch them on the surface and and you pitch a live bait to them and they swim up to it and, and do a circle around it and stare at it hard. They're big. And then turn it and swim away. You go, well, what did you swim away for? Well, something wasn't perfect. Right. Your leader was too heavy. Your hook was too big. Just the, the bait wasn't live. They're just, I don't know, something. He They just know. 
And right now, when you swim a jig biome that you would normally throw at a trout or a redfish, he just attacks it as hard as he can. I go, something's different. That fish does not yeah. normally act like that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I've, I mean, I've caught red snapper on grubs and, and mangroves on gulps, and, and but it's not something that happens regularly, you know. And yeah. it, it's, uh, it's nice that, you know, Jordan, I was going to say this earlier. Jordan mentioned to us last week, I think it was last week, about seeing uh, a red snapper schooled on top, like yeah. bowling oh. on top, and and he's like crazy. Yeah, and he's he's he had never seen that, and uh, yeah. but it makes sense with what you're saying. With you know, they're sort of getting together, getting ready for this this spawning that's going to happen. You know, if it was last week between then and now, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we, you know, he's like, I've never seen that before, and and I'm like, well, I've never even heard of that. You know, the, I didn't know they would school up like that and then boil the surface and, and do whatever they're yeah. doing. But, uh, and you know, for however long they spawn, I mean, they're not feeding then. So you had, let's say it's a day, right? Yeah, they, they that's right. They're spawning. They're not feeding at all. And then, like yeah. you said, they're burning these calories up in whatever, you know, spawning. And then they got to replenish it all, you know? And, uh, that's where we come in. Hopefully. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and it, another thing that's wild is some wrecks that would normally produce really well. I'll pull up over the top of them, look at my machine, and it's pretty dead. And really? I think those fish have kind of left there. They're, they're spawning somewhere. So, I do notice um, that there seems to be heavy congregations of fish. If I pull up on something and it doesn't look jammed up right now, yeah. I'm out of, I'm out of there. Well, like, and, I'm going to keep on moving. And I tell you something that is, uh, that's, I, I hope everybody hears that. And the reason I say that, because I know people get stuck in, you know, they got these spots, they, they, they're on their, you know, machines, they go to them. This one always has snapper. This one always, this is yeah. my spot, whatever. Don't get caught up in that. Listen to nah. what he's saying, because if you have that mentality and you try to force it, there's better places that you just didn't go to, you know, potentially yeah. anyway. So yeah. uh, that's, those that's, fish do move around. Yeah. And this time of year, it sounds like they move around a ton, like a yep. great day versus kind of a crap, not crappy, but just not as good day. You know, I mean, yeah. it can be that different. So, you know, I don't know, just kind of be open and, and, and maybe your snapper hole in the hole <laughs> no, that's right, right now, you know? Yep. So we've been doing a lot of that. Um, that's been super fun. Yeah. The one thing that kind of kills kills that party is a lot of these wrecks. If if you, you'll throw out there, swim a jig by. There's multiple, you know, different snappers will catch. It is kind of funny how it's pretty much only the reds and the mangroves that have been up on the surface. Yeah. Um, we've been catching other snappers like your uh, lane snapper or vermilion snapper. Yeah. They pretty much, no matter what, stick to the bottom. They just, no matter and, what. And I, maybe it's kind of their feeding habits. Like both of those are more of a crustacean shrimp. Crab yeah. eating snapper, so they live too. in the bottom. They are they're smaller, and they kind of more or less dig around in the bottom. Yeah, um, where your reds and mangroves love to chase bait fish. Yeah, <clears throat> so I could see maybe that's why they have that habit. But there's a ton of other stuff. You know, amberjacks, almacos. Um, I don't know what else. There's mackerel on the reefs now. So there's all kinds yeah. of different stuff. But one thing that'll kill that party is when you hook that fish and he's struggling and pulling, and then a shark comes up and cuts him in half, yeah. or there's sharks on all of these reefs and wrecks out here. 
Or the dang Goliath. I tell you, they they have doubled in population this year because it seems like everywhere I fish yeah. seems to have a Goliath around it. And uh, we've had <clears throat> kind of had an issue with those running up there. And it's cool to watch. The water's so clear right now. You can <laughs> You'll see have him. a snapper or an amberjack or whatever it is, and, and he's, you know, 20 or 30 feet below the surface, maybe 50 feet below the surface. And you're like, oh, I see a big dark spot. Oh, you better real faster. Here yeah. he comes. Here he comes. And you see this just ginormous fish, three or 400 pounds of Goliath grouper, just boom, yep. grab them and go up. Oh, well, there he goes. Yeah. Do you see much so, uh, with the dolphins and porpoises? Yeah, we have. But they're not been too bad at all because the beach is so lively. They're, if you yeah. ride our beach right now, there's acres of, I mean, just acres of ladyfish, Spanish mackerel, and, yeah, and that's blue true. runners, and it, all that stuff. So those dolphins are pretty, pretty, pretty preoccupied with yeah. all those smaller fish up on the beach right yeah, now. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And then, you know, they're not out stealing snapper because <laughs> that's yeah, what will exactly. happen in a few months. But That's right. No, they will. They, here shortly, they will jump out, out on the reefs and uh, probably in just a few weeks, they'll be out there. Yeah. When the beach action slows down a little bit, um, we'll see that transition where they'll hit the reefs and start following the boats around and stealing snappers off your line. But, yep. you know, so, of course, as we're doing this and these glass start snatching our snapper, what would any sane person like me do? Well, I remember when you <laughs> decided to try this. So tell us. Yeah. Oh, it's a full-blown addiction now. Really? So <laughs> I catch them pretty much every day. I love it. So you can't. So you can't. They haven't opened them up yet, right? I mean, no, you no. wouldn't want anything like that anyway. But are, isn't there conversation about opening opening it back up? Maybe? I, if the, I'm not mistaken, they did open a a system, a tag system. Um, okay. Now I think it actually did get passed, but it hasn't come to uh, actual. Um, like law yet okay the way that fbc works it's a long process it's right. a couple year process once they actually uh like pass a new rule it doesn't come into law for a while and they can they can move it faster if they need to but i think this one has already been approved so it will happen and it was something crazy like six hundred dollars for one tag and what what's the point though to get a big know. one like that and break some record or whatever i don't think so i think it was even like a slot limit and it was pretty limited and it really? wasn't like a great big one or something huh. yeah i can't remember the exact details of it but i just remember when i first read it the the draft rule i was thinking well that doesn't sound enticing at all like yeah i i'm with you like i'd have no interest to keep one anyways um just the ginormous animal like that that's that old um a i have some respect for and b i just don't think they would be very fit to eat no not and at all a, it, it would i couldn't imagine the water they would look like earthworms in the thing. they probably got they probably got <laughs> so much so much mercury in them you'd, oh, look, you'd be glowing like a neon sign after you ate them mercury is probably the least of your problems with what's in those <laughs> things they've been around i for don't want to know yeah, <laughs> yeah they're just yeah so i have no interest in that but uh but sometimes our biggest struggle is just to find a good suitable bait, man. They want something big and alive. And luckily, because there's so many life on these reefs, um, if we fish around for, for long enough, especially casting little jigs, um, you know, we'll eventually catch a bonita. Okay. And yep. and that's usually my sign. That's my cue. Like, all right, we're working, trying to keep these fish away from the Goliath. As soon as that bonita 
And I see that line going running out yeah. horizontally. I know as soon as we hook up. So this is how it works. Like, I mean, typically when you get hooked up on a reef fish, you, they run straight down to the bottom. Yep. And that's what 99% of the time we're going to see. Well, that one fish that starts running out towards the horizon, I go, that's a bonita. Yep. It's either and a bonita I'll, or a king. And you, and yeah, you'll that's right. Know. Or a king. Yeah. <laughs> And usually the king doesn't last long. They clip us off most of the time. Yeah. We're fishing like 25 pound, 30 pound leader and yeah, you know, you little be, small jigs. So you, you be, can, we do, we do get lucky every once in a while. You gotta be them. ready for the Kings. Yeah. Just in, in, if you're going to target them anyway. That's right. That's right. And, and that's a very good option right now as well. But so when I see that Benito hooked up, I start pulling my, my hand line that I catch these glass. I start pulling it out, getting it ready. Which, which sounds crazy to say hand line and Goliath grouper. In the oh same. yeah. I got some cool video from this week of them and, uh, it'll, uh, it'll hit the interweb at some point, but <clears throat> just not right now. I want everybody to, to, um, except if you listen to this fishing report, you get real info, good info, and you can go do it right now. But for the rest of the public, I don't want them to realize exactly what I'm doing until about, a week after I quit doing that and move on to something else. There you go. Yep. So as soon as I start tarping fishing, I'll start dumping my Goliath grouper stuff. Yeah. A lot of online. eyes, man. You gotta, That's right. you gotta, gotta, you gotta remember it's uh, it gets yeah. out there and there it goes. No doubt. But, uh, yeah, so I'll uh, get my, my hand line out. And as soon as I pull that Benita in, um, I try not to even put them in the live well or do anything. I try to unhook them off of one rod and reel, put them on the giant hook and send them on down and start, uh, prepping my, my clients on the boat for <laughs> how to handle this big, <laughs> big thing. So have you ever, tr- cause I've seen video and I think Brant's actually, Brant got hooked up with somebody that had a, uh, somehow they were doing research and so yeah. they, they had to, uh, I guess, catch one, clip a fin, whatever they're doing and put it back. So Brant helped the guy catch one. It was on the other coast, um, a couple of years ago. Gotcha. So anyway, but I've seen video of people with these massive pin reels and, and all this yeah. to catch them. Have you, have you ever thought about that or, or tried I've it? never tried it? Um, I'm sure I will at some point. Surely you'll have a client that's like, Hey, I think so. And yeah. I think at some point I'll want to, yeah. um, I will be completely honest. I know it can be done. I do not see how any rod or real combo setup yeah. could handle this. Yeah. And this is why I say that I have a very specific rig that I use. And I, I will just say, I tried 200 pound leader, 300 pound leader. And both of those, I would stamp like dental floss on those really? things. Yes. Oh my gosh. That so, looks like weed eater line already. Yes. And so I'm thinking, wait, if I break that stuff like that, I mean, what am I going to have to put on a rod and reel? And how is any rod and reel going to handle, um, you know, the pressure That's, that I'm yeah. putting on this? Yeah. I just, I, hey, I see it online. People yeah, do it. I mean, it's, but they, but I will say the, as I'm thinking while you're talking about it, the one image I have is a guy that's off a dock. So it, yeah. it wasn't, hey, you're right. it wasn't a full grown big mama. You I, know what I mean? And I tell you what, uh, Goliath is big and I know what you're talking about. I've seen some of those videos. Yeah. And I they're think probably a, lot of a couple hundred are, pounds. That's what I was going to say. But I think a lot of those are grown. 100 to 200 pounds, but I think a lot of the ones we're catching are double that size. Yeah. Those are, for, you're catching mature adult yeah. Goliath grouper and those aren't really, they're huge, but they're not. Yeah. They're still grown. big. Yeah. No doubt. 
So that's probably true. So yeah. what, so is this something? Not anybody needs to try this, right? I mean, this is <laughs> like I mean, watch your video and then maybe if you want to. But there's some I physical. Know, give it a shot. I mean, you think? Do you? What do you do? Do you wrap your your rope around the boat and kind of pull it off the reef, or is it straight up? like a tug of war. It's a quick fight. No, we don't. We don't have to move the boat at all. Um, I sit there with the trolling motor spot lock, so we're stationary. We lower the bait down. Um, typically, pretty quick. I mean, within a minute, he's going to find it and, and bite it. And he's going to dig for the bottom. And it's just as chaotic as you could imagine having a piece of rope in your hand with, you know, three or 400 pounds of Goliath grouper on the other end. Yeah. And he gives you everything he's got for about 30 seconds, maybe a minute max. And then he floats right up the surface. Really? Like a grouper. I mean, that's just like a, a grouper yeah. on a, when you're bottom fishing, you know? They dig, dig, dig. Oh my gosh, there's no way I can handle this. And you crank, you crank, and and just once you get them off off the bottom, they're like, all right, that was it. Yeah, that's wild. So they kind of do the same thing. <laughs> that's a lot of fish to be having them dig on you like that. Yeah, that's wild. So I want to see those videos, and and I know you've posted them before because I've you've been doing it for for a couple years. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the first one was caught here. The first, the the listeners of the Ripple Fishing Report were the first ones to hear of uh, the the first one I caught a couple years ago, and I, uh, you know, just kind of put it as part of my normal routine. I don't try to, I don't technically go target them because I think if you try to target them, there's just days you're never going to see one. Yeah. Yeah. I like to let them target me once they target. That's the way, it, you know, yeah, my, hey. my, my daddy always taught me. I don't ever throw the first punch, that's but, it. but once you punch me, you better watch out because I'm coming. Yep. And yep. that's they what I do with these. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's what I do with these glass. I try to leave them alone. If they'll go eat their own fish on their own, I'll leave them alone. Yep. But they come over here and start eating my fish. Now I'm mad at you. Yep. Now and, and, you become, and now I'm going to catch you. Yep. Now you become part of the game. <laughs> Whether you that's wanted right. to or not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild though that you're able to do that. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really neat. And I got and so I'm I'm I wanted to ask you this too. Um, especially since the the stuff you did with Meredith and the world record and, and kind of similar. I mean, you were chumming those fish up and having to back off and but have you had requests to do anything like that since that show aired? The world record, yeah, and I don't mean so, chase. I don't mean chasing records. I mean just let's chum up some of these. Oh, reef definitely, fish. yeah. Because yeah. that's man, yeah. I didn't know you could do that until all you guys oh. started telling me, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I will be honest. I don't know who else has done it around here. I'm sure somebody else has, but I can tell you, our little group of fishing guides that that fish with me, yeah. Um, we just kind of made it up on our own. We've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And I don't know if it just works better here than other places, but that's the only way we really fish on these reefs. It's um, the funnest way to do it. It's way more fun. I mean, if you're a sight fishing you know, oh. oriented person, like, like I am and you are, yeah. then that's the way to do it. I mean, it's fun to drop some lead and crank on some yeah. stuff, but after a couple, it's like, all right, let's go, you know, but that way, I mean, you're able to target specific fish, specific you species. Are. You can get out the fly rod or the plug or whatever. Yeah. And you get to watch these big amberjack or these big red snapper just blow up on stuff. 
Well, and it's a limited opportunity thing where um, the weather's going to dictate a lot of times yeah. if that's possible or not. When it's rough, when the water's dirty and it's turned up, it's not a good option. It's just not going to work that good. And that's why, I mean, hey, I'm a fair weather fisherman out in the Gulf. I like to bay fish too. So if it's rough out there in the Gulf, I'm just leaving it alone. I usually just stay in the bay and fish. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons why, because that's my style of fishing on the reefs. And when you come here to fish and, and it's rough out there and you want to go catch snapper, then if it's rough, then you're probably going to be better off just dropping a bait to the bottom. Yep. Uh, but if you have the opportunity or you're out there on a day where it's really nice and calm, um, you know, take all the weights off. Even if you don't chum at all, you would not believe the snapper and amberjacks and all that you catch just flatlining a live bait behind your boat. I was going to say, you're really doing yourself a disservice to not put out a bait like yeah. that just because you, I mean, that's how a lot of you guys, you know, certain times of the year, there'll be a sailfish show up or there'll be exactly that's why blackfin tuna. Yeah, I've caught that's... a bunch of blackfin tuna just flatlining a big live bait and, with no wire on it. Yep. And now if you want to catch a kingfish while you're refishing, yeah. drop one out the same way. And that, That's but, but if you don't do that, a lot of that stuff's off the table because they're not going to go down and find it like those snapper and stuff are. Yeah. You know, this is a great tip right here. I start off with a flat line with a nice live bait, whether it's a Spanish sardine or a big pilchard or whatever it may be, a cigar minnow. Um, I start off my flat line with a piece of 40 pound leader fluorocarbon leader a small live bait hook and i pitch that thing out there with no wire leader just fluorocarbon straight to a little hook with a live bait yeah every day that's just a standard if i'm on a reef i got one out there and you would not believe how many blackfin tunas dolphin yeah sailfish a snapper or whatever yeah but I mean, a lot of these pelagic fish will come up and bite that thing now here's here's my my Turning point after it gets cut off twice in a row, yep. then I'll put a little shot of wire on there and I'll start catching Kings. Okay. But you got to make I, sure because the watch, yeah. that's the only thing you're going to catch then is Kings. right? That's I right. Mean, you pretty much narrow it down to the Kings. Yep. Every once in a while, a red snapper will bite that wire rig. But, uh, but yeah, once you put the wire on there, you pretty much narrowed it down to Kings. Yep. And now if, if that's your one, what you're wanting to target, then sure. Go ahead. Start off with the wire. If that's really what you want, but there's so many other fish that'll bite that if you get that wire out of the out of well, the. That's picture. it. And look, forty pound fluoro is not something that most fish easily bite through. I mean, that's right. It has yeah. to be like king wahoo, yeah, like something that's got some teeth and moving. You know. Oh yeah, only a king or a wahoo or a cooter or something's yeah. gonna bite through that forty. Yeah. Uh, anything. And sometimes else you'll is... still catch them. We catch kings all the time on yeah. that rig with 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 forty. You know that hook slides right in the corner of their mouth and you. Catch them with the with the uh, mono leader and yeah. no wire. And you hear about certain times of the year, and this being one of them is uh, you'll hear about the random cobia that somebody picks That's up. It. Same deal, lot on that Same on thing. that flat line. I mean, you yeah. really got to have one out there if you uh, you're just you're you're missing a lot of opportunities potentially. That's right. But uh, well, man, I, you know what's funny? Uh, I uh, I wanted to do a show uh, an episode about some of that sh that sight fit basically what we just did like where you can see the fish yeah, and side yeah. fish them, and we didn't discuss that you just started telling me and it's like <laughs> look at this it falls right that's into place but, well, uh, that's what's happening because that's such a cool thing man i mean it, yeah. it's it's so unique in that uh, you know you you have guides and and charters that'll take you out and you're bottom fishing 
and you'll have yeah. guides that'll take you inshore, near shore. Um, but to go through that trouble of, of chumming them up or not even whatever, but getting them at the top and, and, uh, and being able to work artificials like that. And you know, what's cool about it from the client perspective, you might catch one or two, but you see hundreds. And so yeah. your, your adrenaline level, your excitement level, you see that one huge one that you can never get to bite. Well, that's still, yeah. you still take home a little bit of something extra because you, you were, you were still trying to do it, you know, Yeah. versus dropping it down. Didn't get a bite. You never know. You know, that's right. So it's a lot cooler to, to be able to see the action, you know? Yeah. It is to me anyways. Yeah, absolutely. If you see all those fish swimming around and doesn't get too excited, go back to playing video games. That's it, man. Exactly. Well, Justin, man, as always, um, a, another, another great episode. You've been loading us down lately, um, <laughs> with all the, all the information on these things. Um, I have, I have trouble. I have to go back and listen to them to relearn what we talk about. <laughs> Um, but listen, tell everybody, uh, where to find you, uh, online and, uh, God service to book a trip, all, all that good stuff. Uh, oh gosh. This is going to be a whole nother section right here because <laughs> I'm adding something to it. Oh, well, good. <laughs> adding a new spot to find me at. All right. So traditionally I always say, Hey, if you want to book a fishing trip, you go to Panama city inshore.com and that's our guide service. And we have a listing. We have seven guides in our group. Um, no, they're not employees of mine. They're just friends of mine that are all, uh, you know, living the same kind of dream fun life that I do. And then we have a TV show, Chasing the Sun TV, Saturday mornings on Discovery Channel. Matter of fact, we only got a couple weeks left, I believe. Um, but it's on Waypoint TV as well. Go to ChasingTheSun.com. You'll see all the places that it airs at. It airs on YouTube. Uh, you can find it just about anywhere you can watch TV. Yep. Um, and then... This is kind of an an announcement, but All right. it's not official yet, so I don't even know if it counts. But there is in the works a new YouTube channel. All right, which is kind of funny. It's it's uh, I know you have Brant on here, and yep. Brant's kind of gotten really gotten into YouTube videos and stuff. But uh, this was actually inspired by my family. My wife and kids are dead set on do, doing a YouTube channel. Okay. And so I said, well, I have pretty good knowledge of uh, filming fishing shows. And uh, we have started a new YouTube channel. Now, the channel does not exist yet. Um, so we are like in the final stages of putting together our first episode, which is going to be hilarious because it was literally filmed last week. Um, my wife filmed it on her cell phone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now, Isn't that since crazy? then, yeah, she has she has uh, gotten some downloaded some you know like legit editing software. It's Adobe Premiere, which is the same software that most editors use. Yeah. Like all our chasing sun stuff, that's what you would edit that stuff with. Yeah. But so it's a standard software. But so it actually looks okay. It's just funny that she took this footage from her cell phone and then did a little edit on it. And uh but we've already filmed some other stuff. So we got um you know like anything we're trying to get a little head start before we actually yeah put it out there. Um well you're but, an outdoor family. 
You know, we are, you and guys are always doing stuff. I mean, not just there either. I mean, you come up to my neck of the woods and do lake stuff and you go oh, to yeah. Utah and you do stuff that you're always, wherever you end up, it seems like there's hunting or fishing or both somewhere incorporated in, you know, that's exactly right. And that's, you know, I, I mean, trust me, we're not slowing down on chasing the sun. We've already filmed our first episode for next season on that. Really? So that's not slowing down one second, but, but it is limited on what we do. It is really just fishing and it's yeah. all here in Panama city beach. Right. So our YouTube channel is going to be me and the whole family doing everything. And I tell you, once the, once we decided a couple of weeks ago, we're going to do this. Yeah. It is amazing on a day-to-day basis. When I see the amount of different adventures that we just experience in our what i consider our normal life but yeah um, i think a lot of people will will not see it as quite so normal <laughs> it's yeah. just uh i'm an adventure junkie and I've, i'm passing it on to my family and that's kind of what the channel's gonna be revolve around is is me teaching uh, them kind of the ropes of all these different things that we do yeah well, man, I, I hope that goes really well, and I think it will, and i tell you why. I mean, uh, if nothing else, I know our, our kids are about the same age. I have two girls, and um, they, when we let them, we try to limit, but they watch. Yeah. When they watch YouTube, they watch stuff like that. Yep. Um, it's probably remarkably different from what your boys are watching, <laughs> but your boys are probably watching families similar to that, that are going yeah. out doing cool stuff. And my girls are watching families that are doing whatever the other stuff is, you know, I don't know, but, yeah. but anyway, I mean, there's, there's a place for that. And a lot of it is because kids, the age of your kids are consuming it, you know, yeah. as crazy as that is to say, like they kind of never counted before in any kind of rating system. And now all of a sudden it's like, they're the ones driving the, a lot of the YouTube growth, you know, I mean, these people that make millions, these guys like Mr. Beast or, I mean, yes. like these, my these, kids watch that stuff too. Yeah, man. These guys are, I mean, they're getting bigger ratings than a lot of TV. Like we would be surprised. We would be yeah. very surprised at how, if yeah. they, how they stack up to like the tonight show or some of that kind of stuff. It'd be like, Whoa, yeah, like it's like double. The viewership. Yep, it is. And and honestly, you know, it's one of those things if if you don't uh believe there's a trend that's leaving cable TV, then I mean even our chasing the sun stuff, that's why we put it on YouTube. We put it on Waypoint TV. Yeah. We we do I can't even think of the names, Hulu, Voodoo, right, Hulu, whatever. I mean, there's ten thousand streaming services. We try to put it on all of them because yeah. that's where we're moving to. That's yeah. that's you know. It, it's just where the things are going. So yeah. I figure we'd mind. Hey, if you can't beat them, join them. And That's we're, we're going to jump on the YouTube and bandwagons. Hey, you know what? If you know how to film and edit, you're just living life. You know what That's I mean? It. Like, otherwise it, my problem is I don't know how to do the back end stuff. Like it would take me <laughs> remarkably longer to do it. So it's like, I can't really film anything. Yeah. But now that's awesome. That'll be fun, man. So look, I'm not going to pressure you at your own pace. When you get some things together and you want yeah. to announce, this is the name. Y'all go check it out. You That's let, right. You let me know, and we'll do. We'll yeah. In the meantime, if somebody has a great name out there, we have some ideas, but there's nothing official yet. So, um, this week we will be putting a, locking in a name, creating the channel, and uploading our first video. So, uh, once this this new episode comes out, this um, podcast. Yep. Somebody shoot me a text, Facebook message me, 
send it to Brad, whatever. Yeah. However, leave it a comment on, on when Brad shares this on Facebook, however you want. Anybody's got a cool original name, put it out there. We might use it. There you go. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, you end up with some kind of crazy big YouTube show and, and somebody from wherever came up with a, with a name for That's it. That's right. You know? Anybody can name it. Yep. Very cool. Well, Justin, thank you as always, man. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about that. And I want to hear more about you and I. I was thinking, and I, sh- I should have this kind of conversation after we record, but. Mm, I, no, it's even better on there. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking uh, we should do a tarpon specific yeah. before tarpon season. Like, uh, 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 just like, how do you do it? How do you, what's your, set, yeah. what's your tackle? What's your setup? How do you position the, but just basics, you know, for people yeah. that, cause the panhandle is not the keys. It's not a place yeah. that's known for that. There's some people that are in the know and then it's getting more popular, but I think everybody would probably benefit from a refresher of what we need to yeah. do. So when things kind of transition, it's I'd say let's do that next week. Yeah, we can, but man, it's been so good. It's like, I don't want to <laughs> talk about, we'll just have to, we'll have to squeeze yeah. down the, the reporting part and get into the, the learning part a little bigger next week on the tarpon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does look like next week, the wind's going to kick up and we'll be done out in the Gulf. Like we will, we'll probably not fish other any next week. So I'll probably, we'll have a little different report, a little Bay report. Um, but maybe we can just touch on that and the way I would see this working out. If I had to guess next week, we'll be bay fishing. We'll be red fishing. And, um, then probably the week after that, we'll actually be tarpon fishing. Yeah. Like, like targeting them, like not even bringing tackle for other stuff. So I would say next week, if we do a little, a little touch on what we're doing while it's really windy and blowing, um, that'll set us up perfect for a little intro to tarpon. Yep. And you're the band for it. So, uh, so I look forward to that, but man, look, as always, thank you. And, uh, we'll do it again next week. We'll talk tarpon. All right. Sounds good. See y'all next week. Thank you. 